Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> I can't take Celeste seriously right now. <laughs> okay. Hello, good morning and good afternoon. Welcome to the Parked Up Podcast by Park Femme with me, Alice. Or me, Celeste. Me, me. Anyone that's listening to this, Celeste is just a Ferrari flag right now. She's not a fit. Well, now she's a face. Oh, now she's a Ferrari flag. Um, we're all wrapped in our flags today. Flags. Flags! It's, it's just flag like, day. It's flag day, bitches. You look adorable. No, I mean, <laughs> you just look so cute. Cute as a motherfucking button. We are, guys, filming this on a Sunday. <laughs> so if we're tired and delirious, it's because it's been Suzuka weekend and we all have busy weeks because me and Katie are actually flying out to the Netherlands this week. Um, and everyone well actually no naomi is being a problem and doesn't want to film tomorrow night so we're doing it sunday but none of us have actually slept properly so wait did naomi just say she slept through did you wake up for the race yeah i had a mental blank then yeah it was just me that didn't wake up for the race then okay yeah in my defense right when the race started, I was only an hour and a half into my nightly bedtime sleep. You just woke up for every single session except for the race. I did the opposite. I, I, I woke up, up any session. I woke up for the important part of the race, and that was after the red flag. That's because I called you because I feel like you'll still be asleep. Oh, mate! You, while you while I was on the phone to you. Katie was yeah. ringing me and Kelsey was ringing me <laughs> and then Kel- as soon as I hung up the phone from you the call from Kelsey came through and I was like what do you want and she was like just making sure you're awake and I was like yes I'm getting out of bed you're like good because the race is dying I was like fine I literally just settled on the sofa with the TV turned on when I get the text saying session suspended for now <laughs> yeah. I was like you just dragged me out of bed for this yeah that was sad so we were in Suzuka. Suzuka, And we've had lots and lots of news this week, F1 related, haven't we, guys? A yeah. lot. <laughs> but before... Do you want to get started with that? <laughs> no. You know, I want to I wanna, I wanna leave that for like, you know, I, I'm going to try and contain my excitement for a little bit so we can go through Suzuka. All right. <laughs> Which we want to start with? Do you want to start with the guess who? Yeah, let's start with a guess. Let's start this off good before we go Let, in. Yeah, and let's start with like, Yeah, before we get into <laughs> major the... rant warning today. Yeah. Yeah. Upset fans. Yeah. Angry. This is an Fairly angry upset, parked up podcast. Oh. I'm semi happy, semi angry. Okay. Yeah. I had a good day today. Oh yeah, Katie's yeah. been at Brands Hatch today. Oh, Brands I cannot Hatch wait to debrief Katie. Well, no, for Katie to debrief to us. That's yeah. the right way around. Yep, yeah, cool. I'm excited. So, are you guys ready for a guess who? Yes. I was saying to Katie earlier. I don't know if this is easy or not. Um, we'll find out. So, right. factuet numero un. Don't know what languages any of them. That was everything. (laughs) (laughs) This driver only spent four years in competitive karting. Oh, 
Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen. I can't help a banger, okay? Well, question. That is a good one. I don't know. Okay. This driver took two wins, two seconds, and one third in their in their feeder career championships. Say so. Say again. This driver took two wins, two seconds, and one third in their feeder career championships. Championships. Mm -hmm. That's not a lot. No. Mando. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, Max Verstappen. <laughs> no, I've just got the two. Canadian I only chance Max Verstappen. <laughs> no, someone said Max Verstappen. Now I've got that song stuck in my head. <laughs> this. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stick with going. Fucking, I just shit myself. <laughs> okay. This driver spent three years in GP2. GP2. Oh. Okay. So not Lando. Lando was in GP2. He did four Lando shoot, didn't he? I thought he went into GP2. Oh, oh maybe. Yeah. Is he that young? He did one former. year. He was a rookie. In GP2. Thank you. Point proven. Oh, F2. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, da -da -da -da. Maybe lost. Max Verstappen. I'm going with... This is difficult. Canadians. Yeah, I'm either going to not stroll or Nicholas at TP. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in not Lance. Okay, I'm it's going definitely not Lance because, <laughs> because it's definitely not Lance because he would he never went to F2 or GP2. He did he won F3 and then went up to F1. Oh, it's like du 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 Max for stuff. He just didn't win. Max didn't win F3. Oh, well, he was in F3. <laughs> anyway, you ready for number four? Oh, yeah, I need another one. This driver moved away from home at the age of 13 to pursue his career in racing. And you're a So it's a, it's a, it's a Kiwi or an Aussie? Uh, that's hang young, on. though. Holy shit. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Could be down. Do, 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 do. Now I'm going over Daniel Ricciardo and Marcus Armstrong. Because I swear there was a thing that he was like... Marcus wasn't in GP2. Yeah, he is a child. He's, uh, how old is he now? Wait, was one of the questions GP2? Oh, GP2. Yeah. GP2. oh, okay, I didn't hear that. Sorry. Yeah, it was this driver um, spent three years in GP2. Okay, so I was going to see. I'm going to go with Danny Rick. Yeah, I was going to go with Danny Rick. I'm clueless. I'm going to spice it up now. This driver has competed in both Formula E and Formula One. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right, so um, we have... We have okay, can I just them. inform? Can I inform? Marcus is 22. Oh, he's yeah. old. Old? Let me you. You just call me old. Guys, guys. He walks right into you're on my side. You're on my side of the twenties now, Celeste. Oh, shut up! I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> any okay, guesses right. before you get before you get your <gasps> final one? Any well, we guesses? Have, yeah, we have wait. Stop. Let me let me think. We have Jeff. Me... We have Brainer. We have 
GP2. See, I was thinking like Mitch, but he never did F1. He definitely did F1. What else do you have for F1? Boy, me Switzerland. There's no need for him to move away from home now. Stoff or Vandalon? I was going to say Stoff, maybe. Stoff definitely oh, did Oh, I GP2. saw that. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going Stoff. I know he did GP2 a lot. I was going to be Stoff as well, so I'm going to be <coughs> Final one! Alice has finally fucking won. Alice has finally oh, fucking shit. won. This driver has officially signed for Alpine on a multi-year contract. It's a Pierre. Oh my God, yes! Pierre Finally! <laughs> That's oh, why Katie. I was winking at Katie. <laughs> yeah, Katie, this should have been yours. I'm sorry, but... Oh, poor Katie. <laughs> oh, okay, it's, okay, it's not coming back anymore. This is it. Guys, this is the end of Katie for the part of Oh, shit. Yeah, I thought he did way you. more karting, to be honest. Yeah, me too. He first dabbled in karting when he was six, but he didn't actually join competitive karting until, oh, right. like, I... 2009. I... And then he went up to um, feeder series uh, by enough. 2013. In my head, I was like, oh, two wins, like, how many seconds third place? Oh, it's definitely a pay driver just paying their way in. Well, that, that, your bird's not mine. <laughs> Pierre, Gas Pierre okay. Gasly is not. Because it makes yeah, it sound bad. I can't. Oh, I this is why I wanted to hold in my excitement to talk about the news. Because I wanted to segue into it by talking about Pierre Gasly going to Alpine. Um, yeah, so... Oh, wait, no. He started competitive karting in 2006. Yeah. And then left in 2010. Alright. Um, and then he finished third in his only season in French F4. Uh, in 2011. In 2013, he won the EuroCup Formula Renault 2.0. Um, in 2014, he then finished second in the Formula Renault 3.5 series. So he took third and then a year where he didn't, you know, podium, like the championship. Mm. And then he took a win and then he took a second. And then in 2016, he then won GP2 and then went to Formula E in the 2016-2017 and then has been in Formula 1 since. I forgot he did So he was only in feeder series from 2011 to 2016. So I'd say winning quite a few yeah it's pretty good i'll do the quiz now oh, okay i was on the right lines with um mitch though yeah like, they were in like the same like time and stuff yeah <clears throat> but seeing as pierre gasly has now officially signed a um a, a contract with alpine for a multi-year that means there is now officially a seat left at alpha towery <laughs> Um, and it's 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 only been given to who is going to be the next Dutch world happen. champion. Uh, it's in fact Nick de Vries. Amen. <laughs> I'm so happy for him. I mean, I think he deserved it when he won F2. I think he's always deserved to be the next so. Dutch champion. Mm -hmm. What about me? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it's Robin Franz in Formula One. No. Nobody is a world champion. Well, Nick de Vries was the first ever Dutch world champion. 
My no, guy. he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, because Formula E wasn't ruled as a world championship until the year that Nick DeVries won it. Robin won LMP2. Well, doesn't count. No one counts LMP2. That's not a single seater. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick DeVries. That statement is going to come back to bite me in the ass aggressively. <laughs> um... Anyway, I'm happy for Nick. Yeah, big up, Nick. He deserves Nick. it so much. Nick the freeze. Do you know what's really ironic? I think it's... Is that at yeah. Formula E, me and Celeste were like, stood there. we were talking to him for like a good like five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And we were like bannering him about him going to F1. And he was like, no, no, I hope so. You know, hopefully I get to go to F1. Like, no, no, we'll see you in F1 soon. He was like, oh yeah, I hope so, I hope so. I was like, I'll bring my flag, don't worry. And he was like, I'll make sure I look out for it. And, and now he is in fact... He is there. In Formula it's 1. Really, and that was only, so what, nice. two months he's difference? So lovely. Oh, he's yeah. so yeah. lovely. He's oh, such a nice guy. And he, he yeah. has, like, he had time for everyone. Like, People he need to stop calling flag. him old. 28 is old. Like... You just said 22 is old. Okay. So you're, like... Yeah, and had time for everyone. We we waved at him with our flag, didn't we? And we... Like, he all... Was it him that almost crashed? Was that... Yeah, no, it was him, wasn't it? Or was it Antonio? I think it was Neek, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Neek. It was Neek. We were were still talking to him, and he was like, whereabouts are you guys sat? And we were like, we're sat on the, like, as you come out of the attack zone, we're on the corner. And he went, oh, I did think I saw the freeze of that there. He was like, that would make sense. And we were like, yeah, yeah. He was like, I'll look out for you. And as he came round, he was trying to wave was, to us he, out of the car because he saw the Friesland flag and then nearly crashed. So I had to like, straighten up the yeah, car. Yeah, he nearly lost the car by waving at us. He should have been yeah, like, a bit the... more like Antonio Felix da Costa because he kept that under control. He came round and he was like... Yeah. He just, he, he, and he was going... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he, he did really well. He could tell people were just like, going crazy. This and the, the people next to us were like, waving at you. like... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Casual. He was just saying earlier he'd look out for us. All the drivers were like, I'm going to look out for you guys. I'm looking out for the Friesland and Belgium flag. We're like, good. So is our mate up in the camera. <laughs> I miss yeah. him. And, and do you know what? Do you know what really upsets me? I wish we'd got what? his name because we'll probably never see him again. I found him on Twitter. We have him on Twitter. Like what? Ago. He's on Twitter. But I, I, I think I've lost that again. I think because, I can find him. Because I found it from... Silvo, maybe? Oh, is it Sol? I can't remember, but I'll, I bet I could find it again. Um, but it was really cool. But with Nick, to talk about Nick a bit, I think it's it's proven that, like, you don't need to, like... Like, I think what you've proven this year is, like, even if you take a year out or, like, three, um, you can still like you're still able to get back into the paddock like yes with with Oscar obviously we saw it with um Nick we saw it we saw it with Esteban before but that was still like a really big shock um there's rumors I don't know if you heard that actually that Nico Hulkenberg is gonna get the hat seat I am just Um, if that happens no offense but he has had his time it's not as if he's oh, like, it's, like it's not as if like Neek has left and rejoined again. Oh yeah. This is him yeah. like debuting, right? But Nico Hulkenberg has had too many opportunities and there are too life. many drivers yeah. waiting for a seat to let somebody back who could not get on the fucking podium. 
I agree. In my opinion, Nico had his chances, and it's not like he like he shows he has potential, but he's never done anything with that talent. I think with with so obviously with Daniel, there's a high chance he's not going to be in the for next year. It's not happening. Um, and then he was like, okay, I'm looking for options for 2024. And I think if he came back, that would make sense because he has shown that talent, you know? Yeah. No, he's not like champion or anything, but he's like a multiple race winner. He's eight time race winner. He's shown he can do it. He's shown he can provide points. He can, he shouldn't provide podiums, wins. Yeah. I think he just needs to be given the right material and support, which I think is a really big thing for Dan. Um, I think one of the differences but, is is that Daniel Ricardo is out of a seat because there are not enough seats for him, whereas Nico yeah. Hulkenberg is out of a seat because nobody wanted him. Yeah. Oh, and um, I have more to say on on Mick because I'm Mick. angry. I want because Mick there's there's there. just like there's a chance that he's not going to be there next year, and that. I don't understand. I like. I actually don't understand. I would like to make the point though, because everyone bypasses this when they talk about it. Is that it was Mick's decision? Because people yeah, was, yeah. people yeah. are blaming Ferrari and Haas, mm. but no, it was no, Mick's no. decision. Mick Mick's, yeah. broke the contract off. Mick said he wanted to run free from mm. the Ferrari contract, which ultimately running free from the Ferrari contract means losing the seat at Haas. Because yeah. the reason he had the seat in Haas was because Ferrari put him there. Mm-hmm. And I think Haas is still like considering but him, but they're not like strongly. Well, we've seen a lot of the time that Gunther Steiner appreciates um what's the word? Um uh, loyalty, that one. Yeah. And for Mick to want to remove himself from the Ferrari contract so he's a free agent to move to any team he wants, that shows Haas that he's not planning on staying with them long term. And why would mm-hmm. they want to keep a driver that they know doesn't want to stay on long term? Like, I think Mick deserves a seat in, like, Formula One, like, completely. He's a great driver. He's a great mm-hmm. racer. But I understand why a Haas wouldn't want to keep him on after the situation. Oh, yeah, completely. Because yeah. you want to build a team where, like, you don't want to be constantly swapping drivers in and out. You want a solid team that you can, like, constantly go in and win, 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 like, you know mm. lewis and bottas did it for you know years where they just win 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 together because they work together and you want to create a team dynamic where they work well together and mm. win together and if you know that you've got someone in your team that's planning to leave you the second somebody else offers another seat it doesn't look good but i understand why yeah, Mick would want to do it like he knows he's not going to get the seat in the Ferrari for a long time. Ferrari are comfortable with Charles and Carlos as their lineup, which is fine. They work very, very well together. They're both good mm-hmm. drivers, and it makes sense. And obviously, Mick doesn't want to be sat around waiting for like yeah. ever if it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's bit. It's just I don't know. Leaves a weird taste because it's like I understand yeah, why, but I don't want to see him go. No, absolutely. But there are still two seats left. Mick to Williams 2023? Maybe. Who knows? I wouldn't. Mick and Alex on a team would be like the nice guy team. Yeah. I wouldn't love that. But also, also, I, sorry, I hate to mention more about Nico. If he goes to Haas, we have Kevin and Nico in one team. Ugh, that's going to be funny. Mm. Like, I didn't, didn't even think, think about, about that. <laughs> you get the, I didn't. Like, 
Drive to Survive is going to be spicy. Because <laughs> they've just yeah. they've never gotten on. No. no. I guess I mean, you know Pierre and Esteban proved me wrong. That's, so. that, that's my thing. Is that I think oh, I don't know. I'm glad they've seemed to have put the problems aside. Yeah, but then I'm scared that it's very PR to start PR off with, and yeah. that it's just not gonna. It's not gonna work. Well, isn't the year. isn't the rumors that like they fell out because they both had the same girlfriend when they were like twelve? No offense, if you are grown twenty six year olds arguing still to this day over a girl when you were twelve years old, don't be on the F one grid. Don't. If we don't know anything the about these F one drivers, they are petty as. Yeah, some of them really literally. Are. Anyway, Esteban needs Pierre to make sure that Max doesn't come after him again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's got no affiliation to Red Bull anymore, so he can do what he wants. <laughs> Pierre has all that Red Bull anger bottled up that if Max even came anywhere close to Esteban, <laughs> he'd be like, get away! Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, oh sorry, I, did, I didn't see him in my mirrors. Like, oh. Oh. He can, he can pull the thing with me, the race. Yeah, I was, was going to say, because I wasn't watching qualifying, but I saw that, that when I broke up. And I was like, rumors. what the hell? And the fact that he had the audacity to blame it on Lando Norris was the worst thing. Like, yeah. if you sit there and do something wrong, you hold your hands up, you admit it. He yeah. made a bad... T- like, he pulled over into... Like, he was going slow anyway. He got the blue flag... You can see it clear as day as a spectator, let alone like having it in front of you as a driver. Yet he still pulled over into the path of Lando, and it's not the yeah, first like, time that he really could have hit Lando as well. Like, if and then he lost he his back have... as well, which made it even more dangerous. Was that he was not in control of that car? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he didn't like, if Lando didn't have like amazing reactions, like that could have been really bad. Yeah, you, if, if it was the other way around. Could you imagine the absolute shit like storm that Red Bull would have made of it? Well, people do love to hate Lando Norris, so they would have definitely blown up a bit more if it was vice versa. People, yeah, yeah people love to hate British drivers. Mm. Leave my boys alone. Exactly. I stand with the allegiance of the three Brits. Well, <laughs> three and a half. Well, because Alex Albon's certainly British, but he races under a Thai. Oh, I thought you were just—I thought you were just calling people yeah, short. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Like Alex Albon is a British driver yeah. in heart because he he raced for a period of time under a British license, I think. Question mark. Mm-hmm. Yes. Obviously, he races races under a um a Thai nationality, like well, Thai yeah. under the Thai flag. Nah. I yes. can't speak today. I've had eight hours sleep since Thursday. Okay. Races under the Thai flag in Formula One, which I rate, like, you know, like, he is an absolute legend, Alex Alvin is, and he is the loveliest man. And if I'm standing with my British boys, he counts. Yeah, <laughs> when I, it, it reminds me of that clip of um, Silverstone, like, GP2, and uh, they're, they're, like, talking to George of, like, oh, it's like a, you know, you and Alex homeboys on the podium. And, and George goes, Alex, English. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a brilliant video, but yeah, he's like he's like a half half British boy because he's technically fully Thai, but born and raised in Britain, right? 
the big GB. So he has like full choice. It's like how Max Verstappen's dad is Dutch, but mum is Belgish. So. Belgish? Belgian. Belgish? What the fuck is Belgish? What is going on? Oh, the thing is, though, Belgish. I asked this question before, and so I got it right. And I yes. still got it wrong. She did. She made sure that she. Oh. Ew. Gross. Well, he's technically Belgium. Well, he is, but we don't like Mexico. What is Belgish? What is Belgish? Is it Belgish? Belgish. Belgish. And he Belgium. was well, he was born and raised in Belgium, and he still goes under the Dutch flag. And I read up earlier while I was getting prepared for the quiz um, that the reason why he raised under the Dutch flag is because he spent more time with his dad than his mum, and he always feels yeah. the Dutch people with him, which I write. I'm gonna remember that. that Dutch seems like the Dutchies are. Uh, no, there is crazy. only there one is. Max Verstappen question in the um, the quiz <laughs> because it is World Driver Championship edition and. Ooh. We obviously have to put the brand new two-time world champion Max Verstappen in it, who cannot catch a fucking break when it comes to getting world drivers championships. Oh, That's a fact. Surely, <laughs> that man oh, has God. two world drivers championships, and both are as controversial as the other. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the one good thing about this one was that it was still like inevitable. Like, if he didn't win this week, mm-hmm. he would have won in Kota, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, but the the way it happened, I was literally telling my TV like, what? It was such an anti-climax because it was just it happened, and I was like, yeah, okay. Instead of going, oh my god, he got it, congratulations. Yeah, it's just like I was was like, they never, they never, like across the line, they will never get to be like, yeah, there will never be a Porsche radio. He got it. He got it last year. He got it last year. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. It traumatizes me on TikTok every day. <laughs> they didn't tell yeah. him though, did they? They yeah. didn't actually tell him. No, they well, did. Well, there's videos of him in the uh, yeah. room. Yeah, because yeah, so... I watched it before I went to work because I was then two minutes late to work because I stayed to watch because they interviewed Max, pulled Perez over, yeah. was talking to Perez, away. and then went, oh, oh, wait, oh, Shell, Shell got a five second time penalty. So, and then you could tell someone's talking his and he went, oh, Max, we've got to bring you back over. We've got to bring you back over. And Max's like, why? They're like, because Max, you, you're a world champion. You won the world championship. Max is like, did I? What? I, did I? Yeah. And he's like, so they're looking at like Perez and Charles and they're looking at him like, yeah. And they were like, what? Basically... The video that I saw was in the cool down room and they're going, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it was after yeah. that. Yeah, after that, going, he went into yeah. the cool down room and they were like, you know, oh, like, how are you going to celebrate being world champion? He's like, I'm not. Am I'm not I? A champion. Am he I? Goes, am I? Am I? Are you sure? Like, are you, <laughs> are you really sure? sure? And like, there's a there's a pictures of um, I think it's Jonathan Wheatley, and he stood at the Red Bull pit wall, just going through the rule book, literally yeah, going yeah, through yeah. the rule book, trying to figure it out. Like for like during the whole of it's because know. you know it's because we've all witnessed it. Enough, it's we've all witnessed it once when um a team got really really excited thinking that they'd um won the world championship and actually in fact lost. Um, yeah, and funnily enough, funnily enough, Mitch, we're also figuring right. out the exact point. Sorry, Absolutely. sorry about that, Celeste. By the way, uh, yeah, no, sorry. Not not all of us mm-hmm. can celebrate. Um, 
championships, championships. in a, the, the 2010s. It's okay. Mm, it's okay. Yeah, it was very confusing because I saw an interview with Christian Horner like way after the race, and he also said like we didn't even know, and yeah. then it got told to us, and he was still like not believing it and checking it and yeah. checking it until like. Yeah, you realize, oh, he is champion. So, it, uh, yeah, very yeah. weird situation even for them. We were trying to figure out the rules because obviously, essentially now, if the rule book that's in place currently right now was in, in place last year, George Russell would have got full points for finishing P2 at Spa if yeah. the rule book stood. God, you're right. Which it's exactly the reason why the rule should not have been changed because as much as I love George and it made me so happy to see him on his first ever F1 podium, he did two laps behind the safety car and remained in position from where mm-hmm. he qualified. And, you know, do I think if he raced the race, he would have finished P2? No, the Williams was not capable of that. You know, and obviously it would be like really nice to see him with the full points. You shouldn't be able to get full points for finishing that way. And obviously yeah. with the rule books now stand is that the 25, 25, 50 and 75% rule only stands if the session is suspended. So even if the session finishes under a safety car, it counts, yeah. which is why Spa would have counted last year to full points. Um, so it didn't matter how many, like even if it was like, what, it was a 30 minute race today or something like that? 40 minutes? Yeah, 40. 40 minute 40 race minutes. where it you know you didn't even i think someone said you didn't they didn't even complete 50 percent technically yeah uh, they completed 28 laps in the end but that is with the three laps at the beginning which wasn't really three laps yeah right. so the old rules would have ruled that as like i think it's half points or something that might be slightly wrong um which obviously, if he'd have been awarded half points, he wouldn't have won the championship because yeah, Charles would still was technically been so in contention. Confused. Yeah, which is where the confusion lies. Because this is the yeah. first time that new rule has been used, obviously, because yeah. it only came yeah. into play March of this year. So it would make sense to be confused. And the last thing you do want to do is, you know, celebrate and then get told, actually, no. But that, there was like a small, yeah, there was a small moment after that, like, we didn't like we didn't know like we thought they got it wrong and that was like oh my god they just told him he's champion and they didn't and like yeah it was wrong and it was like and then he got a really but cool it's crazy <laughs> that was so weird that was so weird that was felt so, so uncomfortable so yeah he was like i'm lonely in here <laughs> yeah i'm lonely <laughs> i'm off mm-hmm. yeah um do you want to talk about the elephant? I think we're going to have to talk about the elephant in the room, but I don't think uh, Katie really wants to listen to another sad Pierre story today. Um... <laughs> Katie is definitely herself. herself. <laughs> oh, um, oh, brilliant! Our no, man yeah, Pierre Gasly um, received a twenty-second time penalty and two points on his license um, for the FIA's mistake. Because if I like well, making mistakes points, and blaming everyone else, two points on his championship, like his two points on his championship. Points. There you go. Yeah, deduction. Really? Yeah. I thought it was on his pen. Oh, I thought it was on his license. Damn. I thought it was championship points deduction. God, guys. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm only going from what my sister read me out as I was driving. Uh, and I was like, yeah, 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 that's cool. I've got a BMW on my ass. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, um, the FI shits. 
Uh, there goes all potential for me ever, you know, working and Formula One out the window for saying FI is shit. Um, yeah, they're fucking shit. So, essentially, for anyone wondering, <clears throat> Carlos Sainz um, went off in the wet, Bound- went into the wall, ricocheted mm-hmm. out of the wall and onto track, and then into, like, the bit off of the track, didn't he? Because he came across the track. He was like uh, half on track, but he was like yeah. his like yeah. front wing and everything was on track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he came across. The drivers all went by. Safety car was pulled. Safety car was going round. Pierre was catching up with the safety car while the double like double yellows were being waved, and they were under safety car. In literally the space of a second, the double yellows changed to the red flag, and there was a tractor in the middle of the fucking track. Now. There may be Formula 1 drivers, but I don't think anyone's instincts are that quick that in, like, milliseconds you can reduce your speed from... to that. Especially in wet weather. Yeah. They can't see anything. That's how how air cleaning works. Yeah, Lando said in his interview that the max they can see with this spray is 10 meters. So if you see something 10 meters in front of you, it doesn't matter how slow or how fast you go if you break you will lose the car if there's too much water so 10 meters in front of you is nothing and you will lando said you will always be too late doesn't matter how fast or how slow you go you will always be too late with this spray and this visibility so the crane being on the actual racetrack like it was not recovering anything in the gravel or in a corner far away it was on On the the fucking racetrack and it should have never ever happened for that crane to be there. There ever. should have never been cars driving on the track while there is a crane on the track, especially oh, wow. in the wet. Yeah, yeah. Yes. not like especially Suzuka. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. not not like especially Suzuka, but also like we all know what happened, and there's no point in trying to hide it. We all know what happened mm-hmm. to Suzuka, and seeing that. In any circuit is awful, but seeing it there yeah. with these conditions made me well, feel physically unwell. Yeah, I knew so. I knew we was going to talk about it, so I did a little bit of research, and mm-hmm. I've been going through different quotes. And as by research, I mean I'm on Twitter. So. I got them too. <laughs> I just have notes from what I wrote this so weekend. He, uh, hang on, I've I've got the I've got the FIA's um thingy up by the way okay hang on okay, it I'll says do, from the from the stewards to the stewards to the stewards um no from the stewards to the team manager of scuderia alpha towery um at 3 17 p.m the driver and team representative are required to report to the stewards at six in relation to the incident below it was alleged breach of article 57.2 of the FIA Formula One sporting regulations, speeding under red flag conditions, Cartem reached speeds of up to 250 um, kilometers an hour when completing the lap under the red flag after passing the scene of the incident. Yeah. Because they're technically giving him the 20 seconds for speeding after the incident, is what it says. Yeah. After passing the incident. So they've just gone, okay, we hear what you're saying and that you're upset. But, like, we're going to put in eyes you for something that happened after that, and we're not going to actually listen to what you said. Yeah. So, Pierre Gasly tweeted, and he put, mm. uh, Glad to go home safe tonight. 
For the respect of Jules to all his family and for our safety and the one of the marshals, there should never be any tractor nor marshals on track in such conditions with such poor visibility, period. For clarity, as discussed with the stewards, the penalty was given for going too fast between turn 14 and turn 15, which it, which isn't where the tractor was. I slowed down, but not enough, and I take the blame for it. Um, he finished that one off with, as for turn 12, I was respecting the delta time under safety car, expected speed during the safety car, approaching turn 12. Red flag was then displayed too late for me to react and brake safely with the tractor and marshal right on the racing line. Um, he also did an interview with Sky Sports F1, which is one that I watched, and you could tell that he was just a wreck. Like, mm -hmm. a yeah. And he put, obviously, was... I got scared. If I'd have lost the way, the car, the way Carlos lost it, doesn't matter the speed, 200, 100, I would have died. Tonight, I'm going to call all my family and loved ones. It's, it's, it's yeah. scary. It's so scary. And especially, I feel like the week we've had in motorsport, it's, yeah. it's just not right. And, you know, Pierre should never... You know, they, of course, you know, people say, well, they know the risks, they do. They risk that their life enough. Never happened. They, never risk, they genuinely do exactly. risk their lives enough for it yeah, to then be risked even is... more by putting dangerous obstacles on a track. Yeah, yeah. and the, the marshal that was there, like if you've seen the videos, you will see how bloody close it is. Like it's actually ridiculous, mm -hmm. and it's it's not right because. I, I made these notes when it was going on, and I, I literally said, if something had happened, I don't even want to know what mm -hmm. was done. Because... The thing that I find most annoying is that people are like, mm -hmm. when talking about the situation so that they can pin it that Pierre is completely 100% in the wrong, they're avoiding the fact that there was a marshal on track. And it's like, and I even saw someone go, this would be a completely different uproar if, so if, if there was a marshal on track and someone replied saying, there was. There literally was. But um, the amount of drivers, like, there were loads of drivers did obviously interviews after the race um, regarding the situation. So even Carlos Sainz said behind the safety car, we're going at 150 kilometers per hour. So they were under safety car conditions anyway. So even at 100 kilo 150 kilometers an hour, he, you know, he was still abiding by safety, you know, car regulations. That still would have ended horrifically. Um, he said, and still we cannot see anything. If a driver has small aquaplaning or gets out of the racing line and hits a tractor, it's over. Um, and then Pierre wasn't under the safety car like Delta because he came out of the pit and he was allowed to catch up to the pack. So he was allowed to go full speed to catch up to the pack. So mm. he did nothing wrong in that situation. Um, Lando Norris also put out a tweet saying, "Yeah, WTF. How's this happened? We lost a life in this situation years ago. We risk our lives, especially in conditions like this. We want to race, but this unacceptable. And George Russell also hit out a tweet saying, firstly, huge congrats to Max on the title. Very much deserved. Secondly, thank you to the fans who stayed out in the rain. A shame we couldn't make it, better, make it a better race of it, but your support was incredible. Finally, a tractor should never be on a circuit when race cars are. Never. You sh every single time there is a car in a vulnerable situation so when what race was it Silverstone Bottas on the main straight yeah was he parked up on the oh, Hamilton straight yeah Zandler? he stopped right before no he did it 
Oh no, it was Anvil, wasn't it? Oops. Yeah, he was on the. Like, I just remember being on a straight. Um, uh, and they still. <laughs> Maybe remember. he did both. <laughs> oh no, he was stopped on like a main straight, like in no sort of runoff area. Oh, Danvil, Danvil, it was yeah. Danvil. No sort of runoff area, and they still let the cars go past while having marshals walk around on track, and you know, vehicles put on track to remove the car. And I said mm. it then: this is fucking dangerous, and it's ridiculous. Mm. Red flag it. Put the cars in the paddock, like in the pits, before you pull anything out like this. Yeah, and it's even worse in the fucking rain. Yeah. Even we in the days see. before Alex Albon sat in an interview that Sebastian Vettel in a sort of meeting or whatever it was, he said to the FIA, he like filed the thing of what happened in Singapore and he said there shouldn't be any vehicles on the track while the cars are on the track. He said it before, like days before this Grand Prix happened, he yeah. said this in the meeting and, and, and then still we get to this point. Safety should be the yeah, biggest concern. apparently. Apparently, a lot of the drivers had been talking about it in previous in dip, in the days running up, and yeah. saying like it's this is getting bad. And um, someone had an interview. I, I remember. I think it was Adam Cooper that tweeted um, and said, "I've just been talking to someone who's far up the grid, and they said that all the drivers have been messaging on the group chat during yeah. this time. They are angry. They are very, very angry." And um, we actually saw like the similar situation in in Formula E earlier this year. I don't know if you guys remember. It wasn't raining, but um, Diria when I can't remember who crashed, and they had a crane on track with the cars going around and oh, the car yeah. hanging yeah. above yeah. the yeah. other cars. Do you remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, you know, you have. You have Jeb on the grid, you have Antonio on the grid, and they're like, we lost one of our closest friends to this, and you're, don't you dare, don't you mm-hmm. dare, because it's it's so bad, and it, it's in the mind of everyone watching, <laughs> you know, there's not one person who, who watched those races didn't think of Jules, and his poor, poor family... His family have come out in a, like, are yeah. so upset by the whole situation. Yeah, the tweet that his father put out, or, or the Instagram post, I can't remember yes, which one it was. It, oh, it's heartbreaking. It broke my heart. Yeah, it broke it's my heart. It's so heartbreaking because they made or attempted to make such progress from his death. They needed to make that progress to try and, and stop it from happening again. We saw that progress, and now it just mm-hmm. feels like it's yeah. going backwards. And I don't know whether we need to have a whole rearrange of race control because, of course, after the tragic death of Charlie Whiting, there's, you know, there wasn't much we could do. It's never been the same. And, and, you know, you put Michael Massey in and he was good on the safety part, but maybe not the managing part. And then you have Niels Vitic and Eduardo Freitas and they're both coming from championships that work very differently. Mm-hmm. to fall or one like yeah. in in world endurance championship you can have a like a crane on track at the same time as a car because they've worked it out in a certain way that it is acceptable but they would never do it in a wet race yeah the thing is with like like jules's family is that they've worked so 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 hard for his yeah. legacy to not be like just 
he died on a racetrack. Like his legacy yeah. now is, he's like it saved the safety. Like, yeah. It saved like yeah. Joe, like everything. It's in, you know, it's Charles. just been tarnished. Yeah, if if something had happened today, the whole thing would have been tarnished again, and yeah. it would have been starting from the start again. I wouldn't have one person to blame, and that would be the FIA. And I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if the drivers okay. and the teams all stood together to like. Oh yeah, absolutely. To boycott the FIA. I would not be shocked if they, they do just now. staged a bit. Yeah, like all they're racing for now is just like second and down. Championships yeah. are won. Points and money, points and sponsorships. That's all it is now. Yeah. I think I think it's gone to the point where the drivers are sick of it. And I, you know, I want Seb to enjoy his retirement massively, but God, please get him into a race director's <laughs> room because he's actually Seb run the FIA. Yeah. yeah, and with 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 the sky, so if you don't know, there was a lot of complaints with the way the sky handled it. Yep. With basically Blaine and Pierre, and there Everyone was one person, but my boy. Yeah, there was one yeah. person who stood by it the whole time, and that was Jensen because he's he's someone who's been on track in this era, who's yeah. actually raced at like a competitive level as well. You know, he, was, like, he knew, and he was, <laughs> and he was. Sorry. <laughs> he was very angry and i think rightfully so and Definitely. with five live listening I, I listened to five live during the the red flag and everything listening to sam bird have to talk about it was difficult and he could you know you could hear that he's a bit difficult to talk about you know it's like it's it's one of his best friends and then a lot of the the older drivers you know they see pierre going up through his career it's like, I think one thing is there's proven, no words. I'm so angry. I think it's one thing it's proven is that experienced drivers are the only ones that know how to make good comments on the situation, I and agree. that is yeah. a massive fuck you to Paul DeResta. Yeah, yes. I don't care whether I'd never get a job if I, I cannot stand that man with a passion. There, I just think I've never had that he words needs for Paul DeResta. I think he needs to learn about. Paul DeResta needs to go into media training before he continues on commentating with Sky. He's made too many foul comments. Do you think he should join my position? Yeah, he's made too many foul comments in a position of hierarchy than somebody should. He has to remain. He's meant to remain unbiased, and he has always been not only biased but rude, uninformative. And now disrespectful. Yeah, I think I think there's a, a big thing of you. You know, there is there is a certain level that you cannot be biased. You know, he's a British in British media. He will talk about British drivers more, but that is that. I know, I know, I know. Um, but that is Take actually those words out of your mouth. Take those words out of your mouth. That man does not say nice things on those British boys. No, no. I'm not saying nice things. He talks about it more. He talks about it more because he'll always like he'll shit on Lewis. I've never seen someone draw George and Dreadful's ass. Literally, it's dreadful. Literally, like I'm all for obviously everyone's always going to have a favorite on the grid, but when you are commentating, when you are presenting, yeah. you remain unbiased you through and through. And obviously, I think... British media will always be more British biased, as in they will yeah. talk more about British drivers. But if you go and watch the Netherlands, you know, their streams, it's going to be more 
Dutch based. It's going to have Definitely. more Dutch bias. It's going to be more about that, more about Max. Yeah. And next year, it's mm. going to be a lot about Max and Nick. I bet if I mean, you watch well, the Mexican fucking thing about it, it's yeah. going to be so biased towards you know Sergio Perez. Same with Spain, Fernando Alonso and Carlos Sainz because they are targeting the country's audience. Yeah. Sky yeah. is a British company. They're going to be have a British bias. But I think like you just have to remain I've... unbiased. Mm. And I think that so what I've actually been studying this week, uh, timing of it is is how you're supposed to deal with death in media. And there's a lot of things that I've been taught and I'm watching Sky and I'm just that's they're just doing it wrong. Sky have I think proven time and time again that they have no regard for whether a driver's not dead or alive. That's very like well, no, it is true. They don't have a lot of concern. The Bahrain crash, the Roman Grosjean in that barrier. I watched the crash over twenty times yeah. on replay with no choice of watching it before they actually went. Oh, we've actually got the clip queued now of him jumping out of the fire. There was no update. They were still. They still waited until sort of like 10 minutes after it was announced to the rest of like all the drivers and that lot. Like mm. I was looking on Twitter. I found out on Twitter first that Roman Grosjean was live before Sky Sports decided to stop going the fireball and actually go, oh yeah, by the way, he's out of the car, he's alive, it's fine. Like it's just burnt. Like, yeah. You but, don't do that I mean... out of courtesy and respect. You don't show him. Like, so his family is sitting there and watching like coverage of it and you're just going him crashed into a barrier at god knows what speed and erupted into a fireball over and over and over again but it was, was, it was the exact same with that silverstone crash as well uh with yeah. max and lewis mm-hmm. they just showed well i when i watched the race back that's all i saw was a repeat yeah. uh, over and over again they even they even they used that. the crashes yeah. yeah for advertisement yeah, like no, we have so many sick overtakes so I'm many sick overtakes funny. that you can use. Why do you try and rope people in by going, oh, here's a really dangerous crash that we have once in a fucking blue moon? Literally, and I'm not That's even disgusting. being funny. Like, Max was hurt from that. Luckily, he walked away from it, and it was okay. But, like, that was still a massive incident. Yeah. And I think, you know, unfortunately, not not to, like, move on from Sky, but to talk about the FIA, they, they've also got those fucking inconsistencies. And there was a quote that came from there, there was a quote that came from Jack Nichols this weekend and I he said that and I was like, Yep, I'm writing that down. Um and it's it's impossible to know the FIA's reasonings at the best of times. And for me, that shows there is just no trust in the FIA anymore. We talked about it um a couple of races ago with Victor Martins and he was like, Yeah, I was scared I was gonna have the same situation as Abu Dhabi twenty twenty one. Like for the kids not to have like trust in their own governing body to you know it's it's ridiculous i if i were a driver i would not feel safe having them as i would not feel safe with the fia being the director of the sport at all i have an interesting thing so i made friends at the track today and he's really sweet and he was is like a semi-professional driver and he got offered a seat in a karting championship. And they went in and he was just about to sign the papers. And right at the top of it, at the name of the championship, and it was certified by the FIA. And he walked out. 
he, he refused him. he refused to be paid to race because it was governed by the FIA. And yeah. you tell like you tell me that there are drivers going into the sport that would rather not have a seat and not drive because it is certified and run by the FIA. Mm-hmm. That's, it's, that says a lot. The FIA yeah. has just consistently gone downhill t- year in, year out. Everyone thought the FIA caused such a shitstorm last year, which they did. And then you come into this season thinking, well, Michael Massey's out, so it can't get any worse. And it's just gotten worse. It's like, well, what's going to happen next year? Yeah. I think another issue is, is that it's, of course, it is in the higher places in FIA, but it's also the, like, the traveling race control. Like, something needs to go on there. I I don't know what's happened since the the massive changes in safety we made but that's not the same people who were concerned a couple of years ago everything they, they've forgotten in... about the shit that happens and that is not right mm-hmm. yeah I'm everything in and around the fia is just pointing at them not caring for the racing like the safety is not putting us a priority the racing is not put as a priority the money actually is um just the priority of the FIA is not the racing anymore. It's not the safety. We get six sprint races, what no one wants. We get weird as fuck race started in Singapore waiting for the track to dry. Like, why do we have wet tires if we not drive them? We run FP2 and FP1 in Japan in wet conditions. Everything was fine. We come to the race. We, again, wait so long that we go out and interns and set up the wet tires. There's just... The FIA just does I, I feel like the FIA doesn't care anymore for the sport this might like come across as slightly controversial and i don't want formula one fans that have come from drive to survive to come for my throat here because it's genuinely nothing against them because i think it's fucking sick that it, drive to survive has created so many fans but since drive to survive started i think formula one has seen how engrossed people get in the netflix series because of the entertainment factor that they're yes. trying to create formula one into the entertainment factor which it's not mm. they should just leave it alone it is I a sport people if people only want to watch f1 for the entertainment then they can watch drive to survive when it comes out every march yeah if they want to watch it because they enjoy the sport give them the fucking sport to enjoy and yeah. if you don't enjoy the fact that netflix is getting the accreditation for drive to survive Create your own fucking series on your own bloody platform. You have F1 TV for a reason. Create your own Drive to Survive for F1 TV. Mm. Yeah. I um, you know what we were saying about um, like adverts showing. Sorry, it's just come back to my head. No, you said adverts the word adverts, and it reminded me of something I was gonna say. <laughs> to carry on. Yeah, like the adverts showing like crashes. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing that you heard me repeat it so many times. So when, when, let me try that again. When we were at Formula E, they had obviously all the big screens everywhere and they kept on replaying the trailer for this season. Oh, the trailer yeah. for this season oh, is the worst bad. thing I've ever seen in my life because it starts off with that crash from last year. Yeah, like, yeah it's the worst crashes. Over on, like, literally, once again, Halo, proving it's Honestly. worth. Honestly, and... And they capitalized on that. But the way they also put that in, like, it's not just the crash. No, there's a bunch of sound effects over it that make it even more spectacular. There's lights, there's flashes. 
Like that, that didn't even happen. They like overdramatized it and make it Honestly. like Alice as some sort of entertainment show. What it, so it's not. It's a sport. Going, oh, this is the best trailer we've ever made. No, it's fucking atrocious. It's it's abominable. It's just shouldn't be done. As as an Alex fan, seeing that is dreadful. I you know basically every time it came on screen, I would be like, no, I can't. I can't watch it. Yeah, we looked away every single time. Watching that live is dreadful. Yeah, imagine him being sat in the paddock. He's like just sitting there looking out of the screen, and he's like being mocked. His crash is being mocked in front of him. Yeah, Yeah. same for his family and friends. It's traumatizing it, and I. I can't imagine it's nice for Mitch either, because, yeah. you know, he was the one that had to watch that happen to his best friend, like, it's, it's yeah. crazy, and just That's, seeing yeah. them try to, like, I, I've always agreed, and MotoGP do it too, and it bugs me, when you're watching BT Sport, and they put on advert for all the sports that they, like, actually cover, the only thing they show about MotoGP is the crashes. Yeah. Do you know what Crash is going to be in the Formula E um, trailer next year? The pile-up. Oh, yeah. But I think that's more of a fucking embarrassing moment. It was really funny. Like, in my opinion, yeah, it's it's hilarious, but Race Control should have done something before that. They needed to stop that happening, and they did it Mm. multiple times. It happened in New York, um, and it happened in Seoul, and it's something that should never happen, and they should have learned, and they didn't. I can't wait for... Like, Formula E... Formula E race direction this year was dreadful as well. Mm. We should be race control. Yeah, we should be race control. Yes, we should be. Hi, race welcome to Fight everyone some 2023 people. with your race control, Park Fem. <laughs> Let us control the fucking race and it will go down a fucking breeze. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Here are Sean Major and King Sebastian Fettel. George, there you go. Sebastian, you get a free win. <laughs> um, yeah, right, we're going to pull a safety car, okay? Yeah, everyone has to let Sebastian Vettel ahead. Yeah, I, I don't care if it's the season finale. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Everyone let Seb ahead. <laughs> Seb ahead. Okay, actually, we're going to finish under safety car now. The conditions are not safe. And they'll be like, uh, it's literally bone dry and everything's about No, no, I've got to finish no, the safety car. Safe. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. Lucas, Lucas, you can't do that through the pit lane, but just because it's you, I'll allow it and you're fine. And we'll end under the safety car now. It's okay, don't worry. It's all right. <laughs> oh. Can we, wait. Can I go to the toilet first? Yeah, you can go pee. Yeah, go really? for it. A few moments later. I needed to cut that out. What? Fucking hell. Honestly, you saying, like, you're saying it's entertainment rather than sport at this moment, that clicked in my head. Like, I'm gonna yeah. say that for the rest of my life. That is mm-hmm. something that clicked, and I was like, yeah, you're so fucking right. <sighs> Thank you, I know. So good. Because <laughs> you know how you're on about, like, Sky Sports and, like, how fucking shit Sky Sports are? Yeah. I was gonna say, well, I hope it don't go back to Channel 4, because I like watching a race all the way through without an advert when the best bit's about to occur. You yeah, say that, deep. but Sky Sports like to throw in a little interview in the middle of fucking qualifying, don't they? Yeah, no, I was oh, complaining to Les that practice, yeah. I was trying to watch practice, and there kept being a thing. But the thing is that Channel 4 was 20 times worse to the point that, like, yeah. you'd get to, like, lap 5 and there'd be an advert, and then you'd come back around lap fucking 15. I didn't even know. Ellis was like, oh, I can't see, I'm on an advert. And I was like, wait, what? You're in a what? Yeah. Uh, yeah i'm also That's so sad that my... sorry no you go, you go. yeah it's it's a different topic though so if you want to finish this no no no, no, no you're... Oh. i was just <laughs> sad that f1 tv didn't show like sap and alonso crossing the line with like eleven thousand between them did you see that clip how did they not show that 
children Ooh, of mine. Right. Are you ready for what's meant to be a quick fire quiz, but none of you ever do it in fucking ten seconds? Uh, you usually forget to turn on your... I think you're really on. funny. Uh, but I actually don't think you're funny. I think oh, you're funny. I got the stopwatch ready. Okay, so this quiz, <laughs> only fair, seeing as this 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 race is in Suzuka, we crowned Max Emilian Verstappen. That's a pause between the Max and the Emilian yes. because he is <laughs> not Maximilian. He is not like Bradley, um, Maximilian Bradley Futrell. He is Max Emilian <laughs> Verstappen. <laughs> em- emphasis on the Emilian as well. It's not even Emilian. It's Emilian. Max Emilian Verstappen. <laughs> back to back world champion. Yes. So, in oh, honour of him, we're doing a World Drivers Championship edition quick fire quiz. Um, you've got five questions and a bonus question. There is up to 23 points up for grabs across the questions and the bonus questions. Um, and each question is around one of the current World Drivers Championship Drivers Champions that are on the grid. And then, obviously, I had to throw one in for the GOAT. So, you know. <laughs> so... Oh, Question numero uno. What was the main colour of Lewis Hamilton's lid when he first joined Formula One? I think I know. My answer is right. This is either carding and I got it completely wrong or I remember Ten correctly. seconds. Oh. What have you gone with? Silver. Yellow. Yep, oh, yellow. That. That's why he went back to the yellow lid this year. To yeah. reminisce yeah. back to when he first joined Formula. Juan! I wasn't, I wasn't sure so if it was He was yellow because Senna. Mm-hmm. My goat. Um, I've... Someone's... Who's made changes in our holiday group chat? Not group chat. Holiday note. Oops. That was you. <laughs> I got the notification for it earlier. So Celeste is on Juan. <laughs> Naomi's on Juan. Okay. Question number two. Which Grand Prix does Sebastian Vettel have the most amount of wins at? And you get a bonus point if you can tell me how many wins he has at the circuit. So essentially all I want is the circuit name for the Grand Prix that Sebastian Vettel has the most amount of wins at. And if you can tell me how many wins, then you can have an extra little bonus point. A different question. (laughs) <laughs> do you want me to repeat it for you katie you got it now <laughs> no, no 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 i completely understand i'm just so sleep deprived that i my brain's not working 10 seconds are up biatches hit me with it oh shit singapore yeah. five yeah singapore five. five i put singapore but i put five. eight because i was on the whole you know they put the thingy up saying that max didn't beat his mm. record of like consistent wins yeah, it was in fact Singapore and five. But, yeah. I've got I Singapore. Number five. Got Singapore. Number three. Since joining Formula One in 2001, how many other series has Fernando Alonso raced in that's not including Ooh. Formula One? Um, I just need the amount and then you can have a bonus point for each, if you can name each series he's been in. Like, since joining in 2001. I'm definitely yeah, missing just, one. This is going to be less than This five. is the one I know. 
But I think it's more than that. Yeah, but you do get... If you can name me the series he's raced in, you get a point for each series you can name. Yeah. The 10 seconds are up, but I'll, I'll give you guys writing time. Two, oh, yeah. Wet, I got... Indie. Oh. Hang on, waiting on Katie. Nice, Naomi. <laughs> and I just put endurance and then work. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually five. Yeah, see, I knew it was That's a lot. Just... This is just the only. Okay, I'll remember. give you. I'll give you a point of pity for being close. <laughs> um, but Celeste and hang on, Celeste and Naomi get two because it's Wack and Indy, and then you mm. said what endurance, so you get one as well. So he's raced in Indy. The 24 yeah. Hours of Le Mans. Oh, I that's not a championship. Oh my god, okay, it counted. <laughs> it's not a championship, though. Sorry, should I go championship. championship slash series then? There you go. It's also not a series. No, it's slash not a series, races. it's a race. Oh my, fine then, Katie is bang on the money then. Yeah, that is fine. You literally just gave Katie the straight dub there. Yeah, that's fine. Um, well, she's right. At least it would be right. WeatherTech sports car. Weck, oh. and then oh, that's Imza, and then Dakar Imza, yeah. Rally. Of course. I was gonna of say course. So of then course. they corrected it. So Katie, thank them too because they just gave you the point straight up there. <laughs> no, I, I congratulate Katie because yeah, no, I, I I she's right. It's not one of my rally. quizzes if I don't get something incorrect. You are. Can't believe I missed I, I was car. gonna say Rally because I had this like this background memory of my dad showing me a clip of him rally. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, no, 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 sleep, stay, get me Carlos Sainz Senior. And I was like, you know, it's just like, yeah. everything's a blur. Everything's a blur at the moment. Oh, no. Okay, so this next one. I'm oh. going to give you five up and five down. Okay. Okay. Max Verstappen became the youngest ever Grand Prix starter when he joined Formula One. But how old was he? Okay. So the years and the days, um, and I'll give you fi- I'll give you five up and five days. down. Yep. Oh, how many years no and how many days? Well, I can try and figure out the months if you're going to give me months. I have no clue, so I'm just going with a random number. Ten years. Oh shit! I think I got it wrong. I'm between two years. Seventeen yeah, years bet... and fifty-three days. I'm not scared. It was actually 16. 17 right, years 17, and 305. I put 17 and then five months because you said I could put months. Five, <laughs> how many? How many days are in five months? That's 30, 60, 90, 17 years and 166 days. I would say Katie's basically practically yeah. bang on the money with that being five months. Katie gets the points there. Because I that, agree. yeah, that's what, 30, 60, 90, 120. There's something around that. She's closest. Yeah, so. 120, 150 something. Yeah, there you go, Katie. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Nice, you're doing very Katie well. Katie gets the point. I was between 17 and 19, so I couldn't remember what the youngest was, but it's 19 yeah. that's champion. Yeah, Sebastian. Yeah, yeah Sebastian was yeah. 19 was... who's champion, and Max was 17 is the youngest star. Yeah, like, yeah okay. Mm-hmm. I just get them mixed up. So. <laughs> See, Katie had a slow start, and now she's catching up. She is doing amazing. I'm go downhill now. Okay, so the last question before the bonus question. 
Exactly. Michael, sorry, I'm really sorry for this uh, question, Celeste, by the way. Michael won the Formula One championship in 2000 with Ferrari, making it Ferrari's first championship since which year? And I'll give you a year up and a year down. Um, uh, Do you mean driver or constructors? Because there's a different gear for each. Hang on, (laughs) hang on, hang on. I can write them both down and then one you got because I know them both. Yep, do that. Because this is. And And I'll see if I can find the answer in between. Yeah. We'll pretend that is constructors. This is constructors. Oh, driver. Must be driver. Yeah, driver. I think I saw. There you go, driver. Let me scribble out my. Michael won the F1 championship in 2000 with Ferrari, making it Ferrari's first championship driver. Drive first. <laughs> making it Ferrari's first driver championship since which year? <laughs> Hit me with it, home slices. Obviously, that's 90. 1999, 1979. 1983, 1979. 1979 is bang on the money, you little Ferrari geek. <laughs> so, currently, right now, Celeste's in the lead with six. And then it's Naomi oh. with five, and then Katie with four. Mm. I'll stick to my right. four. I said I don't want any more bonus points. I'll We're stick. going into the bonus <laughs> round. Let's go. There is 11 points up for grabs, sir. What? I will get yep. one. Fucking hell. Name as many drivers as you can with back-to-back World Drivers' Championship. Oh, this yes. has okay, been okay, on the okay. screen so much today. <laughs> and I can't remember with back to back there are 11 to get by the way and if i'm wrong then wikipedia is not updated correctly but i think it is seeing as max verstappen's um, back to back is up there he should be there and to be oh. fair if none of you got max verstappen on there after i just gave that away anyway then you're stupid Sorry. Non existence. I don't know if I'm And if you guys are feeling extra fancy and competitive, if you can name any of the years, except obviously the easy ones, then you know I might get if you can name some of the harder years, then you can have some extra points just because I'm feeling nice, but it's only because I wrote down the years. But you only get the harder ones. Like if you hit me with like he was Sebastian Bell was actually two thousand and ten to two thousand and thirteen, then I'd be like, Well everyone fucking knows that you wee bitches. I got eight. I think that's pretty solid. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four. I have seven. I need to do more. Wait. I'm not sure. (laughs) Quick fire questions. (laughs) Give me more time. I didn't know. Don't worry. I didn't time this. This this one's a bonus. This one's a bonus, so you don't get a timer for the bonus, you know? So you guys can't like. I'm too dyslexic for this. Oh, yeah. let me try if I can. Yeah, the them. bonus you get extra time just because it's normally a big question that, like, you have, like, a you know, so many answers. I'm going with answer. this. I'm going with this. I've, I've just I've guessed about four names. I'm not going to lie. I so would be really concerned if you really... didn't guess any more than four, seeing as there are four on the current grid right now. Four. Yeah, four. <laughs> And, just... yeah. yeah. Well, at four, least I got those four. Four back to back on the current grid, and then there is the goat 
you know. I was like, I was looking and I was like, so and then I, I would, I would like to hope you've at least got five here, Katie. If you have any less than five, I'm concerned for your mental well-being. Then can I go first? But no one judge me. Katie, please tell me you've got all four that are on the grid. I've got hey, Michael. Hey. Yes. Uh, hang on, give me a second. I've got Michael. <laughs> I've got Max. I've got Lewis. I've got yeah. Seb. Yeah. I've got Alonso. Yeah. yeah. So you did yeah. get the five. Yep. Yeah. The main five. Yep. Yeah. It's not the one that I like the name of, but I put Fangio. Yep. Banjo, yeah. correct. Four, yeah. four in a row. He was. I'm not going to say just in case anyone wants to give me the ears. <laughs> um, then these are the three that I guess, but I put Senna. Yep. Yeah, got Senna. So that's Hunt. seven. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. I I knew that he had a couple, but I didn't know if they were Who did you say? Sorry. Hunt. Hunt. Oh, okay. I, and yeah, I louder. No. I don't think he's consecutive. He right? weren't consecutive. So seven points. I've got Katie. one more. One, two, three, okay, four, five, six, seven. seven. I'll take seven. Nice. Yep. I got one more. So you got uh, the five. You got. I got Bang one. Katie, How many did I get? One, two, you three, four, Bangio, four, five, six. Senna. Yep. And then who else? Uh, Ascari. Ascari. Yep. Ascari, I, I added eight. ten. Yep. Hang on. Let me add Celeste's eight quickly. Me. One, two, three, four, five, Jesus. six, seven, eight. Go on, Naomi. Well, I already know one of them isn't right. So I've got Max, Seb. Michael, Ayrton, Lewis, Fernando, Nikki, which I know you said wasn't true. Jim Clark? No. Uh, Piquet? Yep. No, yep. Oh. No, no, no. Oh. No, he wasn't. Oh. Sorry, it's because I know no. I nearly wrote him down and I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> and then Fangio. Yep. So seven for Naomi there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So, Alberto Ascari. 1952 and 1953. Yeah. Juan Manuel Fangio, 1954, mm -hmm. 55, 56, and 57. Oh my god, I know who I missed. Who? Mm. Prost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Prost. I was going to write him, but I wasn't sure. Jack, oh, Jack, Jack Brabram. 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 Uh, 1959 and 1960. Mm. Alan Prost, 1985 and 1986. <laughs> No, I was considering just... it, but I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. No, his name just never popped into my head. I mean, me neither. <laughs> it did. No, it did for me. That is... I'm like, yeah, of course. But... That's do I, the one do because... I get a point for it coming to my brain? No. Oh. Because uh, the only reason I know it is because he's both mine and my brother's, like, what, driver champion? He's won in both of our birth years. And then Michael Schumacher again, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004. Like, well, it's mine. <laughs> Fernando Alonso, 2005, 2006. Sebastian Vettel, 2010, yeah, 11, 12, and 13. Lewis Hamilton, 14 and 15. Lewis Hamilton again, 17, 18, 19, 20. And then Max Verstappen, 21 and 22. Nice. Swag. Quite nice. I wasn't born then, so how am I supposed to? <laughs> Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, well, you managed to get back in Senna. You weren't born then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, um, Fangio. Oh, Fangio. Oh, yeah. I think my nan was barely born. 
that says everything. <laughs> okay. Wait, when, so... when was Fangio again? Sorry. <laughs> 1954, 55, 56, and 57. Yeah, she was 46. She was 1946. She was barely even born. Your nan was born in 1946? Yeah. My granddad was 44. You have young grandparents. My yeah. granddad was born in, I want to say... Oh, this is going to make me sound really fucking old now, isn't it? I want to say it was 19... 20-something. Mine was 30-something, but I'm not sure. He turned... He turned 100. No, I'm okay. I'm wrong. Or maybe I'm not. He turned 100 two no. years ago? Maybe 40s as well. I'm so not sure. 1920. No, it must have been 1920. Mine may have been 40s as well. It's 30-40s. Well, he would have turned 100, but he is, in fact, no longer with us, so... Yeah, I think my nan was, like, young 20s when she had... My dad and his and his sisters. Mm. Well, uh, in P three this week we have Katie Forehead with a great comeback to eleven points. Awesome. Because in second place we have Naomi Newman, who finished on twelve oh. points. Talk about finishing points. And yes. in P one it's the classified nerd on fourteen. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, winning it, win it, week in, week out, the bitch fucking does it. Well, mm. I love a good quiz, but finishing with one point difference between third and second was very nicely on the scoring class. <laughs> there you go, that's a transition for you. You're getting so go. good at this. Everyone, round of applause. Let's go, Katie. Well, scoring class are up this weekend. I was lucky enough to go and watch it in person, which was uh, bad for my blood pressure. I knew there was a pity in the paddock somewhere. Stop complimenting me. I don't do well. Oh, at least you were nice to me. I like somebody. At least least like somebody else here. Let me put that in. (laughs) I was watching that and then I was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was just too funny to leave out. I'm sorry. It was so good. Um. So in P3 was the man that I can't speak enough about, Jake Hill. He finished on yes. 381 points, um, which was great. Kind of hurt my heart because he almost got P2, and by almost got P2, he was one point off of P2. Mm. Oh. So Ash Sutton, who was last year's champion, finished on 382 points. And for the first time in his career, Tom Ingram, whose nickname is Tingram, and that is all they will call him on the grid, is Tingram. And I sat there like, who the fuck's surname is Tingram? (laughs) They realised it wasn't. Uh, On 394 points, and he won that in the final race of the season. So 30 races... And it, it went down to the last lap. Jeez. The, the last race, yeah. Um, Honourable mention to Jason Plato, to anyone who sort of followed Touring Cars. If you don't follow Touring Cars, is a phenomenal, phenomenal driver. While I'm talking, I'm going to try and find... <laughs> My programme. No, 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 but he has something like 
almost 1500 race starts or something yeah he's unbelievable he's been competing for like 25 years in touring like yeah he's insane and he retired his last race oh that's quite emotional that yeah Yeah, so he was sort of doing his last like formation lap and he was waving out the window at everyone so you got to hand it to him it's 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 sweet but so this is going to be very mix and match because i'm so shy um (laughs) race one the champion himself won he uh did very very well got pole in qualifying which was a nice sort of putting in a position because he was fourth no third i believe going into he was a position going into that week i don't know where he was in the championship i can't remember so it was just what kind of position a good position if you know what i mean yeah no i'm kidding I'm yeah Gasly. <laughs> Oh my god. He does not just do that. That is. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm just impressed by how quick on the money I was with that. Oh, damn. He's over the season. Bread in mind, he's finished first. Out of 30 races, he won six. So out of 30 races, he won six and won the championship. Jeez, obviously, wow. so many more like second places, third places, which obviously mm-hmm. boosted his points. But he was consistency is key. Consistency is key this time round. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, is his first win? Facts. Yes, facts. <laughs> um, first win on the Grand Prix circuit at Brands, which was quite nice. The mm-hmm. it's sort of like going into the championship, it's his first championship, his first win on the track. Um, I can't read, this is shocking, I'm so sorry. Uh, So, yeah, at the start line, my man almost took out a couple of people, but he Uh lost over that. Uh, (laughs) He was just trying to get his line into the first corner, and, you know, some people got in the way. Oh, sounds like, that sounds like me and Celeste oh, yeah. when we play F1 2020. One. It's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of like yeah. me with Pierre that one time. Going, hey, yeah, the, the Mercedes was in the oh, way. Me. No. <laughs> that was so funny. I, I thought I saved that video and I didn't. Oh. Me and Celeste played F1 2021 together the first time I got my wheel right. And we went off the start. She'd qualified on pole, right? And I just went straight up the inside. Oh, I broke so late into the corner, right? Shoved her completely off the fucking track and then went on to win the race. <laughs> She literally, because oh. after after I shoved her off the track, I just went straight. Like, I just kept going and didn't even look back. And because she got off the track, gone. she had to try and get herself back on track. And I, we bowed it out onto the last lap, didn't we? You'd finally caught up to yeah, me on the last I lap. Yeah, because I got very close. <laughs> and I then got back into it. I would say I am probably the most dangerous driver because every time she tried to overtake me, I'd just squat up in front of her. Everywhere. <laughs> you were You're everywhere. There's no, there's no consistency in Alice in playing F1. There's no fighting from Alice in F1. If I want to be a world driver champion, I will make sure it happens. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Jake Hill obviously gave quotes to ITV. Um, so he said about the race, he got a great start to get past Dan Hamish, 
of the line and then Ash Sutton moved across and I hit him because I got squeezed and had nowhere to go. From then on it was an absolute mess really. We came out relatively unscathed and P3. Happy with the result and obviously a lot of points. Um, he's also went on to say he thinks Ash realised he was quite slow in terms of race pace. He was backing them all up so much at the apex and caused, causing World War Three behind them. Um, so yeah, it was just normally the first race <laughs> on a weekend is relatively calm because they have two more races during the day that they have to keep the car alive for mm, yeah um talking to one of the mechanics on the pit wall for jade edwards who if people don't know is the only female driver on the grid so we love representation she's insane she's amazing Richard. she's yeah she's a lovely 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 woman um but yeah one of her mechanics he was up he was in the paddock until working on the car until 10 last night and oh, he was geez. in the paddock at six o'clock like Whoa. this morning still working on the car <laughs> oh my god because she had some she had some leak in the car and it was taking them that long to sort of find the leak fix the leak right. make sure that everything was running um so yeah sort of it was it was a nice sort of warm-up race um then surprise surprise race two come ingram it was the same so sometimes they reverse the races like the grid partial reverse on the grid um for the second race but because it was the last one like the last weekend they just said we'll use the results from race one for race two so mm -hmm. tom ingram again went from lights to flag and won it again um but credit where credit's due to jake hill he put pressure on like i have never seen him race like that in Hamilton. like he had a point through and that was that he he could race like you're not there because you got a pretty face you're there because you've got some sort of talent to drive mm -hmm. um he overtook for second place around the outside of Druids, which if you don't know Brands Hatch, Druids is the big hairpin. It's like the second and third corner of the track. You don't normally overtake there because the outside line is so slow and then it sets you up wrong for the next corner. Mm -hmm. But no, he did it. <laughs> and when I tell you, I was looking through my fingers, my hands over my face just sort of come home from it yeah <laughs> i haven't had time to sort of go and sit in there and think well, that this happened, happened that, that happened, happened. yeah but, uh race three had a partial reverse grid so jason plato as it was his last race got given the honors of picking the ball out of the pot of what number interesting so be within so it's from one to twelve they have numbers balls what <laughs> just you've never heard of that before oh Sorry. I was like, have you got news on your phone? No, I think that was really cool. Yeah, no, so yeah, so they have, uh, so two to 12 balls, so whatever <laughs> number gets picked out, that's the amount of, like, places that get switched. So right. out of 12, they pick number 10. So the top 10 were. Oh, spicy. Which meant that uh, Tom Ingram was in 10th, and Jake Hill started 9th. And then Ash Sutton, who was in P3 at the time in the championship, started 
fifth, I believe. So he had a pretty good sort of, he had a bad race two, but was in a good position for race three. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was just sort of, you watch Pering Palace and you know that race three, it's the last race of the weekend. They normally have sort of a week or two weeks before the next meet. So they have time to fix the car. So the drivers just go out and basically knock each other about. Each other. Do, do up bumper cars. Do up bumper cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Watching Silverstone, it was bump Like race three, I've spoken to so many people, it was bumper cars. Brands wasn't really any different. <laughs> they were just throwing themselves into corners because if that got them that extra place, it didn't matter because it was the last race of the season. They didn't mm. have anything to save the cars for. Um, so yeah, Tom Ingram finished fifth and Jake Hill finished seventh. Obviously gave Tom Ingram enough, enough points to win. So he is now the 2022 British Touring Car Champion. So that was, it's good. He's, yeah, he's a really, met him in the paddock. He's one of those ones that you sit there and you see a media side of someone and then you see a real side of someone. Mm. He's just a lovely guy through and through. Like, there, there wasn't really anyone that I met on the grid that I didn't sit, like I sat there and thought, mm, you're a bit of an arsehole. Mm. They were all just genuinely, like they were happy to see fans. Yeah, that's like, nice. They were happy to sit there and talk to fans. If someone had a question about the car, they'd sort of like open up the bonnet and explain it and didn't treat you like some lower class person. Yeah, I, I know that. that some like race championships drivers yeah. kind of do a little bit. Mm. Uh, not naming names, not for us. We've got a really quite aggressive and spicy on this podcast this week. It's um, a team. I don't think we're getting invited anywhere ever. No, neither, <laughs> but <laughs> so. Obviously, drivers crossed the line. Championship was being announced, and no one missed the last car on the grid come around the corner, lose control, and flip onto its roof. Oh, yeah. So I have never seen emergency vehicles go around a track so far. Oh god, that's so terrifying. I know. So all we saw was this massive dust cloud kick up, and then it settled, and it was this car on the roof. And then as we were watching it more, the door driver door opened and he like mm-hmm. obviously was upside down, so he just fell yeah. out of the car onto the gravel. Oh my god. Yeah. So he got up and he was sort of like he walked away from the car and then the marshals I think he said I don't I don't know, I haven't seen a close up. Who was show. it? Um, I think it was No, I think Parfit crashed earlier on. I don't know. Give me two seconds, I'll have a look. That's fine. But, yeah, he um it definitely wasn't Jade Edwards, so I can safely say he. Um, <laughs> yeah, he got out, and then the marshals were all crowded around someone on the floor. Oh my that's god! Why, that's why Jesus. I don't want to say that he fell to the floor if he didn't, because I haven't seen any close up because I was obviously yeah. the other side of the pitch straight. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was definitely sort of scary because it was such a good race weekend, mm. and if that's how it had ended. Yeah, it would have been horrible. Mm-hmm. But it was, it's was. it been a good first season of this new hybrid era they've gone into. Yeah. 
so I know I said it before they usually have the um, there's like a balance system I think they do it in the endurance I don't know whether it's the endurance but so if you come oh, first balance. in the race yeah, yeah, yeah. balance they um, add weights to the car like last yeah. season if you Six won you'd have like 25 kilos added to your car which is I think it's insane. called Bob yeah and that's a different thing that's oh, the op oh yeah that's, that's yeah, to that's make the all the cards equal and then in yeah. like dtm they use success ballast so if yeah, you know, that's, yeah so if you came first you get something like 25 kilos of weight added into the car which is insane when you've got sort of 10 cars along that have yeah. no extra weight um but they scrapped that and they've gone for a new hybrid era which is obviously in keeping with of more sustainability and mm. getting the cars a bit greener so you everyone has 22 laps they can use the hybrid or 17 depending what well, it depends on how many laps you have before the main amount and then the top 10 will have a certain amount of laps that they're not allowed to use it for so it goes from nine to nine nine three to one i believe so if you finish first the next race you have to have nine laps. So in a 17-lap mm. race, you've only got 11 laps that you're allowed to use full power. Yeah. Which, mm. yeah, is insane. But it spices it up. And another, it's just a little comment, but something that I think is one of the best things that Touring Cars did was they introduced equal machinery along the board. Oh, so obviously mm. you have different car mates. You've got like Honda Civics, you've got BMWs, like, oh, I would not want to be in front of the BMW. Well, that's Jake Hill, so I don't want anyone oh, to be in front of Jake Hill, so that's fine. <laughs> but, be, yeah. To be fair, though, well, BMW road drivers, I think we all know. Oh, yeah. Horrendous. That was the joke, Naomi. Was... No, but something happened. Yeah. But BM... <laughs> BMW motorsport drivers are. I like BMW motorsport drivers. Maybe yeah. I'd be not in touring cars because I don't watch that as often. But... No, they're, they're not. Yeah, they're good. But um, yeah, they introduced. Do you have any Porsches? Oh, go away. Um, yeah. So they introduced it in 2011, and it was only going to be for a five-year period that we're going to have like this equal machi machinery, because it meant that independent teams could be fighting against the like the factory-based teams, which I think a lot of championships could use even for one season just just an idea just a little idea maybe maybe a little idea but yeah so they'd supply so it was like they all have like the same like chassis all different like parts of it are the same but then they can yeah, choose to either use a standard engine that touring cars supply mm. or they can use their own one as long as it fits this like if they're really like scrutinous like requirements of the engine being built um, but yeah, they only had it in, started it in 2011, and it was initially for a five-year period, and it's now 2022, and they've now signed mm -hmm. new, like, contracts and something to have it running until 2026. So, mm -hmm. obviously, the nice. system is working. Yeah, it's it's why they go into the last race weekend of the season with a championship still to fight because the machinery mm -hmm. is equal. 
it is mm. more down to the talent of a driver. I love that. Yeah. I wish every which at the end of the day that. is what racing originally started as. Yeah, and I, yeah. yeah, you can build the best machinery in the world if you do not have that driver to drive it. It won't mm. go anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. But, Amen. Yeah. Amen. I think the only other thing that I wrapped my head around this weekend was the um, was the Porsche Carrera Cup race. <laughs> Um, I know I said that. I've wrapped your hat around it. Yeah, don't. <laughs> um, oh no, it's two actually, two things. Oh. One, a calf flew, flew today. It wrapped flew. itself around a tree. It flew. Crazy. It flew into a tree. But he. Um, I don't know why I read that it was the Porsche Super Cup. The back of his car clipped the front of the car behind. And mm. he spun, and as he went backwards, the back picked up over the barrier and just landed yeah. in the tree. So that took sort of half an hour because they had to get like stabilize. Yeah, they had to stabilize the car first because mm. he was sitting there and putting marshals and like technicians and that lot. If that car falls, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there was another. There was another situation. I it wasn't similar, but it was at Brands. I don't know if you remember Celeste, and it was um, <coughs> T World Challenge, and they had oh. that really bad crash that went yeah, I, I again, through straight into the tree Crazy. and like i was i was genuinely scared like a driver was gonna get impaled by it yeah in it's, that one um, like that was terrifying brands is a brilliant track but definitely has its dangerous positions mm-hmm. which is yeah. why as much as i jokingly say oh my god i'd love to see f1 cars go around <laughs> just like they did sort of like however many years ago no <laughs> I, I I respect the drivers' lives too much. Yeah. Like, it would be iconic, mm. absolutely iconic for them to go around, but it's just too dangerous. They they all all twenty cars would be off in that first corner. They'd be off in that gravel trap. Yeah. Um, but sort of keeping in theme with the Japanese Grand Prix, nice. taking it back a little bit. A little bit. Um. Yeah, there was a crash yesterday, so Saturday. Sorry, I know this is going out a different day. On Saturday, there was a crash <laughs> um, in the Janetta Juniors, which uh, they race, I think it's 14 to 17 year olds. They're mm-hmm. allowed to race, and so they're babies, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, Naomi. <laughs> and one of them got spun around, and then the next one just decided it could go straight into the side of the driver. Yeah. Um, so he got out, but the car was on the inside of the hairpin, and they called out a safety car immediately because Brands isn't a track where you can put out yellows in one sector and then let them race the rest of the track. It has to go to safety car. Um, so they took him out of safety car. As soon as the last car had passed, the tractor came out on track to obviously start mobilising this car out of the way because there was no way that it was getting driven anywhere mm-hmm. um but i'll give it to brand's hatches that they were safe the entire way through they the safety yeah. car slowed down significant they crawled past us like normally they yeah. if they go slow around the corner anyway but they crawled past and um the practice stage right on the inside practically off the track it was just sort of like the crane part of it that was slightly on track but mm-hmm. nowhere near the cars that were going past there was a marshal 
like basically in the post telling the safety cars to pull them out as wide as they could without them going off into the gravel themselves and yeah they got it cleared and done in three minutes like i started i started the timer that's really that's quick so quick that is really quick it was in a convenient place they have like the like they have the sort of runoff bit it was the other side of the track so they all you have to yeah. do is back back across the track but like the hydraulics or something leaked so there was oil all over the track so in that three mm. minutes they got the car moved away there was marshals on track putting out cement dust that's insane it was just, and you sit there and think the size and the scale of Touring cars in comparison to other championships. That, yeah, I could I could go on for days about mm-hmm. it, but I'll save us all some time. But yeah, it was an eventful weekend. I think hopefully with everyone's permission, I'm going to put a post of sort of some videos and mm-hmm. bits and bobs. I've got a nice photo of Celeste fellow Orange Army. <laughs> but they were so they were cracking me up. I was like, can I take a photo? They're like, oh, we've, we've never had someone ask us to do it. <laughs> yeah. They just, the marshals are some of the best things. Like, At Branch Head, we hear so many stories about the Branch Head marshals, and sometimes they come to the circuit yeah. on Sanford and they st- tell like their stories, and I absolutely love them, they're like iconic. always. They're so, yeah, they're so good. Obviously, with Sanford and dancing marshals, um brands hat we had the sleeping and sunbathing marshals <laughs> so there was a red flag for some reason it was up in the grand prix section and they were down on the indie circuit mm-hmm. and they were just sunbathing and it was on tv Mood. for a bit, like five minutes they were just laying in the sun and i was like fair play fair enough they didn't get a lunch break. Fair play. There, was, there was no lunch break they were on mm-hmm. from 8 a.m till half six with no yeah. do you get a lunch break so, nope normally not no do you just not eat they, sched- they scheduled a half hour lunch break but because it overran there was yeah. a lunch break yeah do you get normally like we... can you bring like a sandwich in and just like yeah you can like eat in between the sessions so obviously when one race finishes the cars have to get like back to the pit lane and the new race series has to get on track so you have like five ten minutes in between those where you can eat and drink and Stuff if you like were say say there was a double yellow and you were like really hungry and obviously you've got both hands full because you've got like a flag in each hand right could somebody else feed you food while you're waving the double yellows no because we're because the session is going on Marshall. and when the session is going on we always focus on the track and we're not allowed to like look away from the track anytime so yeah i'd be get, i'd get way too distracted so I have the attention span of a fucking flea. Yeah. I'd be like, what's it's going honestly, on there? The most difficult thing is being on the blue flag because obviously you, you look into the directions yeah. of the car and coming towards you. So if a car behind you crashes, you hear all the noise, but you're not allowed to look to what's happening because you're on the blue flag and you have to see the cars coming at you. And you have to keep watching on them. So you hear the crash, you hear like everything happening but you can't watch and that's honestly the most difficult thing is that why you oh, play 21 questions cool. with us afterwards what like a lot of the time you go who crashed at this point oh yeah because yeah I, if i'm on the blue flag i i, I didn't see it <laughs> yeah i love a flag bit yeah All i love playing cars i'm gonna watch it next season yeah, i'm same. fully convinced and literally same the best thing <clears throat> is that it is free to watch Amazing. It's not, you do not have to pay for a subscription. 
What a sport, honestly. So they don't throw anything on Saturdays, but Mm -hmm. they have, they run from the first support race right through to the end. I love that. I think it's it's such a good thing because it opens up such an audience. Yeah. Because people aren't going to pay, yeah, people aren't going to pay for a subscription to a series that they never watched before. Yeah. But if you put it on free, then people get into it. And it was so, so busy this year. Obviously, last year was still sort of semi sort of ends of COVID. Mm-hmm. So there were sort of like limited tickets. It was very, yeah. there was no pit walk. Whereas this year, it's just, it was so good to sort of have an atmosphere back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love a yeah. fucking atmosphere. We love it. So I think just one thing to mention is um, of, unfortunately, I did mention last week uh, Chrissy Roos having serious injuries in uh, the World Super, uh, British Superbike accident. Um, unfortunately, he did end up passing away with his injuries, sending our thoughts yeah. to his family and friends, because it's, it's a dreadful incident. You know, he's only 26 years old, and uh, he, like, did loads of, like, stuff with kids. Like, he was a teacher. Um, he was fully trained maths teacher alongside his race- racing. Yeah, he oh. was um, British Super Sport champion for... 2020 as well, so uh, really, really sad. Katie? Yeah. Um, the Mini Challenge, which is one of the support races at the Touring Cars, mm-hmm. one of their drivers, Max Coates, was a really, really good friend of his. And his race number for the weekend, well, for the season, is 71. Mm. But it came over the tannoy that uh, he was running special livery, and there was yeah. an adjustment, and he ran the number sixty-nine, which was yeah. his number in honor of his friend. That's oh, beautiful. So, that's yeah, beautiful. which got which got an amazing round of applause. And as he yeah, went, as it end, should, he like he was out of the like waving out the door, and mm. the applause because this kid has lost his best friend, and then the same weekend has the race. And obviously, superbikes go to Browns Hatch. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so it's really difficult because I think the superbike paddock. Yeah, yeah, the superbike paddock is so close, and when I say like it's so close, like it's it's unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. and we've had like a bad couple of weekends anyway. Like a lot of bad injuries have happened, and. It, yeah, this is just dreadful, and hopefully we don't see that anytime soon again. Because yeah, it's awful. It's a shame because with like bikes and stuff, you can't always like. There's you know enough one you can make safety changes. You no. I'm, you know you can in bikes, but it is Up it's a lot harder limit, to do that. Yeah, it's really yeah. hard to do it. Um, but yeah, sorry to end it on a bit of a bad note or maybe we should end it on a on a nice note in in memory of yeah definitely yeah Yeah. you know he was doing what he loved and he was brilliant at it yeah (laughs) stop (laughs) i don't wait for you to go Thank you. I'm not doing it this time. I'm not doing it. Thank you very much. I'm not doing it. 
I'm not. I'm not Please. doing it. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing Please it. Please, mommy. Please, mommy. <laughs> well, I have I to do it because I don't know any other off. way to. For fuck's sake, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck off. <laughs> Thank you, guys. But stop. <laughs> Let me say goodbye. <laughs> Okay, I'm serious, I'm serious, I'm serious. Yeah. <clears throat> Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Read that time. Oh, just look, look away. I'm gonna just, look at no, I'm just gonna close my, my screen so I don't see it. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for joining us for the Parked Up podcast by Park Femme. We hope you've enjoyed um, the podcast that will never land us any job in the future because um, every, literally every most what we could have slandered there, we've slandered. Pretty much, yeah. But with valid reasons. So. Like, can you even think of a, like, uh, we didn't slander motorbikes. I think that's the only thing we didn't slander. It's not true, is it? Huh? Don't Sorry, dude. You, yeah, no, you probably did. Because we mocked in, well, I mocked endurance. We all mocked Formula we One. We didn't slander IndyCar. We didn't slander IndyCar. I always slander IndyCar, though. That's the issue. This is the only one that got away without it. Anyway, um, if you're watching this uh, from any of the series, uh, we do love you. Uh, we're just sleep deprived um and i take back what i said about lmp2 um good thank you uh, yeah you're welcome maybe depends <laughs> <laughs> in my defense naomi started by slandering lmp3 last week so i was just making up for it it's a counter attack lmp3 yeah because it's lmp3 is just shit oh my god we're not getting into this tangent again no, anyway no, thank no, you guys no. we've got it started thank you guys for joining us this week um we appreciate having you here we appreciate the support um yes. if you haven't seen already last friday we put up a conspiracy video um which you can go check out and this friday we will be coming back with a- another conspiracy video um so there's all of that to look out for and yeah thank you guys for stopping Great. in and joining us yes the races for this weekend so what's going on she Major waits GP? until i finished the outro and then goes actually alice i have more to say after saying okay are you gonna end it <laughs> i forgot i always forget about this um but there is MotoGP in Australia, obviously joined by MotoGP Moto3 as always. Um, Trekker and Euroformula Open are in Barcelona. Barcelona! <laughs> BSV is in Brands Hatch. Uh, European Le Mans series in Portimao, question mark? Correct! Yeah. Because, Correct. oh my god! Um... <laughs> uh, Sorry, British. no, 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 that's not what I'm screaming about. It has to be Portimao this weekend because it means I'm at Celeste this weekend. Yes. Yes. yes! I'd just like to apologize to any head. Did you just speak English? That, <laughs> yeah. that 
that was awful for my headphones, let alone if someone... I'm sorry. I You saying that it's um, the final race in Portimao this weekend just reminded me that I finally get to sit through an endurance race that I actually understand because I'll have Celeste in my ear. And um, we're slandering okay. the Porsches. No, we're slandering yeah. the LMP2s. LMP2s. I am anti-LMP2. LMP3. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am anti <laughs> I can't Look, I'm it. Oh, there we go I this side okay okay I can do this I am anti LMP2 please let me in sorry I actually am pro LMP2 I yeah. am anti LMP3 there you go. You were not at all forced to say that. Thank you very much. British GT um, is in Donington Park. Uh, ADAC Formula 4 is in the Nürburgring. And NASCAR are in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, baby. And I'm Las done now. Las Vegas, baby. And I'm done now. I'm done now. I am done. Can I finish my outro now? Yeah. Thank you guys for stopping by joining uh, this weekend. No, 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 no. Hang on. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you guys next week for another podcast episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.